Hi, and welcome to The Gene Space, where I talk about music, life in an autistic household, writing, reading, and whatever random rabbit holes I've dived down lately. I'm so glad you're listening today. So it's the holiday season. Seth Meyers of Late Night has a monologue up on YouTube which repeated a discussion that my husband Dave and I had recently. Now this discussion is basically an annual tradition in our household at this point. And it is our complaints about holiday car commercials where the big reveal is a brand new car in the driveway with a big bow on it. My point is always that I'd never want someone else to choose a car for me, even though I loathe car shopping and those salespeople who never drop eye contact for even the merest microsecond. Because what if I wanted one of those jewel-toned vehicles that I keep seeing these days and got flat white instead? And Dave's point is always wondering how much extra it would cost to get a car delivered stealthily and silently on Christmas Eve or morning. Seth's point was about the logistics of curling a giant ribbon around the car. So today, I decided to share a piece about the delivery of a different large and ungainly thing. Enjoy the show! One, two, three, push! Uh, plink! One, two, three, push! Uh, plink! There was no obstetrician in sight, despite my flashbacks to Dr. Beth's commands on the day Sonny came into the world. There had been no plinks in the delivery room, sadly, although there were orders and grunts aplenty. This morning's orders and grunts came from a crew of three strong Brazilians. The plinks came from the piano, padded and strapped, that was inching towards the second, tighter turn of our pie-shaped staircase. Sonny had been given an upright Wurlitzer. Sturdily constructed, about 45 years old and not tuned for years, but in pretty good shape, considering. Since Alexandra's kids had grown up and flown the nest, the Wurlitzer had been sitting ornamental and nostalgic in her family room. Alex's daughter had taken lessons for years. Her teenage son and his friends from Berkeley had used it in jam sessions. But nowadays, the instrument was played once or twice a year at most, at holiday gatherings and the like. She was eager to give the piano to someone who would use it. This was a perfect opportunity for Sonny, who loves the piano. The aged electronic keyboard in his room works only intermittently, and the sound quality isn't ideal. The shimmel in my studio is just not available to him when I'm working. So it's been a struggle sometimes to find times for Sonny to noodle and record. And his bedroom, which is on the second floor of the house, has plenty of room for a piano. All we needed to do was to arrange for the instrument to be moved the three miles from Alex's house to ours. Moving a piano, even in ideal circumstances, is a tricky job. Pianos are shaped funny, and they have lots of delicate parts, and they're heavy. Uprights typically weigh between 500 and 800 pounds. As I write this essay, I'm watching the Stanley Laurel and Oliver Hardy short The Music Box, in which pretty much every disaster that can afflict a piano or a piano mover happens. Quite early in the proceedings, the piano, encased in a plywood box, falls on Ollie's back. A bit later, it runs over him. If the movie piano had been a real upright, not a prop box, Ollie would be in hospital or at the morgue. 
Our crew was from a company that specializes in piano moving. They arrived wearing work clothes, jeans, t-shirts. Their truck had an elevator platform as well as all the extras, padding and bungee cords and ramps and dollies and slippery red carpets for the dollies to glide along. For purposes of comedy, Stan and Ollie have a cart drawn by a skittish horse. They do the whole job while wearing bowler hats, white dress shirts, ties, and overalls. They start out badly, getting lost and needing to ask a stranger for directions to the delivery address. Our piano movers had no trouble finding both locations and gave and kept a nice tight time schedule for their arrival, just a half hour. Sonny and I waited for them in Alexandra's dining room, drinking coffee and eating cookies. Sonny browsed a book about Prince songs while Alex and I chatted about various old houses in our town. The movers made short work of getting the piano from Alex's family room to the truck. The trouble started when we got to our house. Fortunately, all three of the members of my family, Dave, Sonny, and me, were around to react to various developments. As part of setting up the job, I'd had to provide photos and dimensions of the piano and our pie-shaped staircase. Pie-shaped, by the way, means a turn at the bottom, straight in the middle, and then a final turn at the top. The team leader, getting an in-person look at the staircase, paused. Hmm, he said, we'll try, but I'm not sure we'll be able to get past that ceiling overhang up there. I was too nervous to watch, so I retreated to my studio. I patted the shimmel, told it about its new friend. I was afraid that someone would slip, and then we'd be left with a dented wall, a medical emergency, and a big mess. That's what happens when Stan and Ollie finally make it up and down and around the enormous staircase and into the house. Ollie has stepped on a nail, and there are boards and dust all over the carpet. Incredibly, the piano itself, despite all the drops and tumbles, is intact and in tune. So the boys stick in a piano roll, because it's also a player piano, as it turns out, and do a little dance. The one, two, three, push! Mm, Plink-ing commenced. Then silence. Mom, called Sonny, they can't do it. The overhang was too low. With the piano back on terra firma, there was a brief conversation about cranes, which are often used in getting a piano to an upper floor. The piano's loaded in through the window. This would require an attempt on a different day. Dave and I had a one-minute discussion. Not only would a crane take extra time and money, eventually the piano would have to be moved out the same way. It was time for the backup plan. Always have a backup plan when you're moving a piano, that's my advice, and fortunately, I'd already talked to Sonny about this possibility. Let's set it up in the living room, I said. The physically grueling part of the delivery was over, and everyone was much relieved. Hooray! Things got nice and quiet and relaxed, much as when Dr. Beth had decided Sonny was stuck behind my pelvic bone, told me to stop pushing, and had me wheeled into the operating theater for a C-section. It was a simple matter to maneuver the dolly through the kitchen and down the hall. The movers helped us clear a space along an interior wall wall without baseboard heaters, which is the best place to put an acoustic piano. One of them even took the big, comfortable swivel chair um, that the piano was displacing up the pie-shaped staircase and into Sonny's room. 
which will be its new home. Score, said Sonny. So Sonny's piano now sits about six inches away from my piano on the other side of the wall. He can play it whenever he likes. He's put in a couple of hours on the first day. Meanwhile, I've been occupied with rejiggering the furniture and furnishings, which is always so much fun for me. Not an incredible amount of rearrangement was needed because it immediately seemed as though the piano had just been in this spot forever. As with most, most deliveries, once the thing is in the world, the difficulties of getting it there seem trivial. I can't imagine the living room now without the Wurlitzer and with Sonny noodling away on it. Thanks so much for spending a bit of your day here. The piano's lived in the house for a couple of weeks now. It seems to like it here. If you follow the link in the description, you can see a picture of it in, our, in the its new living space, by the way. It's so nice to hear Sonny play it in the evenings, although I think I'll be a little happier when the uh, piano gets tuned in a few weeks, because pianos have to kind of live in a new space uh, for a while before they try to be adjusted. It has a rather pleasant honky-tonk sound at the moment that I'm enjoying. Today's essay comes from my WordPress blog, which is also called The Gene Space, if you'd like to read the original or some of my other work. Also, if you're inclined to support this show, that would be much appreciated. Every little bit helps. There's a donations button on my homepage. Until next time, be well. <laughs>